right, Walk the Line fans, we are back. It has been a tough week, but it's time to just keep pushing forward. There's nothing else we can do. We are here at uh, Impact 89 FM at Michigan State University. My name is Dan Cryer, and with me again today is my main man here, Brooks Lambier. Brooks, say hello. How's it going, Cryer? Hey, going well. I mean, I don't know what to say. I was a little bit depressed, I won't lie, on Saturday night. What happened here in East Lansing when Ohio State came in and turned the game there at the end of the first half, uh, scored two touchdowns late. We're, I'm going to break that down here in a second. Michigan State just could not could not stop them. The defense couldn't stop uh, JT Barrett, and uh, it was tough. It was tough. How how did your how did it affect you mentally? I mean, I wasn't surprised they came in and won. I'm not going to lie because, like I said last week on the show, Urban Meyer effect, man. I know. That's why Urban Meyer is one of the highest paid coaches in college football, and that's why he's one of the winningest. Yep. Because what was happening, and I'm glad you said that, because Urban Meyer, he is a tactician, and I will liken this an analogy to chess, all right, or tennis. And what was happening in the game was Ohio State was hitting us, we were hitting them. So 14-14, looking good. Michigan State gets the ball, goes down, scores, makes it 21-14. So it's nice. We're holding serve, Michigan State is. Now, and in that touchdown, I believe that Michigan State was running Ohio State's offense. It was a spread. They were showing, D'Antonio was showing Urban Meyer, hey, we can play this too. On the kickoff, Ohio State fumbles. Everybody's cheering. Michigan State gets it, gets a handoff, goes in for a touchdown, but it's called back on a hold. The drive stalls. Geiger misses yet another crucial field goal, and instead of going up 24-14, we've now broke, we, we screwed up, and Ohio State strikes quickly, takes it to 21-all, gets it back, strikes again, 28-21, and I knew it was over at that point. I mean, did you think it was over at 28-21? Yeah, w- once they gave up the lead and Ohio State had it going into halftime, it, it, it's an Urban Meyer team. Like, yep. if, if you watched them at Florida, Utah... You understand that once Urban Meyer gets a lead, that offense is not going to let up scoring points. Right. He, he runs a very tricky offense, a very good spread offense. JT Barrett. He was playing great. For as much as everyone says he's not a running quarterback, he's not a Braxton Miller where he's going to beat you going east-west. He's a yeah, north-south right runner. Field. North-south, he's going to lower his shoulder, he was take great. a few hits and get those extra yards, and that's what all Urban Meyer needs. And, and Urban Meyer spread out the Michigan State defense. They did bubble screens and really smart play calling. And the thing that bugged me, and it's I it's I saw it in Oregon. They let it get away from them. We saw it in Nebraska. They let it get away from them. And then here again, and it's just chess or tennis. You, you have to put your foot on it. You have to go up 24-14, and then you play chess from that point out. You play tennis. We play a little. They play a little. But Urban Meyer got a chance to break serve, and then he just controlled the game. We were in his, we were in his, the palm of his hand, mm-hmm. and there was no way to score enough. We couldn't stop him. And that when you give up that deflating two touchdowns over the half, the defense loses its motivation to some extent, and then the the doubts creep in, and that's what we saw. And so. like I said all along, Cryer, like this is the same old Michigan State team we've come to. You know, if you I didn't want to believe it. If you live in the Michigan for the longest time, this is the same old Michigan State team we've come to know where they're good one year and then they can't replicate it. If you want to be a good this, – this is a good football program. It's not great. 
To me, it's not a ten, top 10 football program. If you were going to give me powerhouse programs to rank throughout the college football uh, country in the country. That's that's the tough part because Michigan State had the had the Big 10 in in their it was their Big 10 since the, since the Big 10 championship. And and in that game, Michigan State went up 17 nothing, sustained the barrage and then got got their feet back under them and won the game 34-24. But this game got away right before half. And now Ohio State regains their their kingship of the Big Ten because they basically took over the spot in the college football rankings. Now they're number eight. And if teams lose in front of them, they have a great shot of winning out and becoming one of the four teams. And that's tough. Yeah. Tough to swallow. And the thing is, like, everyone wants to put this on the coaching staff at Michigan State. I think it's partially on the coaching staff, but it's also on the players, too. I think this this team walked around with too much swagger. They had a good season last year, no doubt, but they didn't play anyone last year until finally the end of the season. Yep. And it was the same way this year where they played a good Oregon team, but they hadn't played anyone We let them off the hook, and Oregon played great. You know what I'm noticing? The teams, these two losses, they played great, and we played above average, good, like we have all season. We have not played a great team, a great team game for four quarters this season. We played three great quarters against Nebraska, almost lost that game. So it's tough to swallow. It's just very disappointing and depressing because it was so close, you know. Yeah, it's really tough to think about holding on and, and winning on the road in Oregon. But to have the opportunity to go up 10 points on Ohio State and then play our ball and retain, retain you know, the hold of that championship belt to the Big Ten. But we dropped it, and it's still going to be a great season. We're going to talk about the Maryland game here that's going to come up this Saturday here on November 15th. Michigan State travels to Maryland. It's a night game going to be on Big Ten Network talk about that really shortly but i do want to just say it's a tough thing because now michigan state has to watch ohio state dominate for a little while and connor cook said he will be back to play in the 2015 football season but this opportunity was huge and the schedule is not going to be in our favor next year no it won't but i i mean i like i like i said before it's it's something it's not just the coaching staff it's something the players you have to want you have to have the drive so Alabama has the talent, the five stars. Auburn has the five stars, but you have to have the drive and the want to be that best team, the best team yeah, all year. I agree, and I don't care if you do what Connor Cook does with the with George Whitfield with the coach, be, you know, going out in the QB coach and doing the stuff in California and uh-huh. whatnot. You got to put your hours in the weight room. You got to put the hours in the off season. The defense has to not give up huge big plays, and they yeah. just really did. They gave up another long pass for a touchdown right before the half, and and Barrett was spot on. I mean, this yeah. is not a freshman. I mean, this is just a really great quarterback playing really great in a great system. Yeah, you know, so you got to put the hours in the stop. film room. Film tells you a lot. Yeah, if you don't put the hours in the film room, but the problem is then you're a student. You know, there's a lot of things we can we can. There's a lot of you know factors that go into this. The but thing, yeah. You know. I hear you. And now the thing is, Michigan State wasn't the only team to watch their season get wrecked. Last week was a damaging, damaging week for lots of teams. Um, and like uh, Auburn was home against Texas A&M with n- not Kenny Hill. And it turns out the the quarterback Allen. Yeah, I mean, he was th- the number four rated quarterback last year at yeah, the high school recruiting. He class. had four touchdowns, and it was great. His name's Kyle Allen, and he was really great. And they went into Auburn. Basically, is huge 23-point underdogs and won 41-38, and they dominated the game. So Auburn season's completely wrecked. We see a team like Utah up 7 nothing at home. A guy's running in to make it 14 nothing. You see that play? He drops the ball at the 1. Yes, that was really stupid. 
and then now it's seven seven, and you uh, Oregon goes on to win fifty one twenty seven. Just a horrible, horrible thing. We see Notre Dame getting just blitzkrieged. Oh I mean, gosh, thirty four ten at halftime. They lose fifty five thirty one. Golson threw five picks. That was awful. By terrible. Uh, West Virginia, who's been playing well, loses to Texas. Very, very tough. And Alabama is about to lose to Les Miles and Lake Pontchartrain. I'm not even going to say it with an accent because it's just it's been depressing. LSU chooses to basically kneel on the ball with 55 seconds to go, thus you know taking away Nick Saban's last timeout. Kicks the field goal, makes it, but that gives Nick Saban 50 seconds to go down and tie the game, and they did it. So it was just bad coaching. Mm-hmm. Alabama wins. So I saw some stuff that I didn't like. From the Michigan Northwestern State. game didn't make sense. Why not go, go for, for the, yeah? Go for the extra point and then win in overtime. It was 10-3. Nor- Northwestern scores at the end, 10-9. Fitzgerald, who's too clever for his own good and always has been, he because uh, he, he did a fake extra point kind of field goal against Auburn in a bowl game that they should have won, and, and, and it screwed him. Well, he sends Simeon back. Simeon just slips and falls, and they lose 10-9. to And the joke was, I had Michigan covering one and a half points. They win 10-9 to, 10 to nine now. <laughs> so I, I was, I'm furious all the time. I've this week I'm like uh, just silent disdain on top of my anger because I just don't know what to say. But now I got it off my shoulders. I feel better. I have to give credit to Ohio State. There was due disrespect towards Michigan State, and Brooks is right. Michigan State didn't have what it takes, but they are going to be a great team. They still can get to 10 wins. So let's just move forward. Let's have some fun on this week's Walk the Line. We got some really fun games to talk about. The first one we're going to talk about is is Michigan State now. Got to regroup. Got to go on a road. It's going to be in Maryland. So it's College Park, Maryland. It's the first time the teams are meeting as Big Ten foes. I'm not sure if they've ever played before as in a football game. But Michigan State now is minus 12. So just under two, two touchdown favorite. The over-under is 58 and a half. And I'm just a little worried about the mental, mental state of the team. So why don't you give me a quick... Uh, you know, initial reaction. What do you think about this minus 12 and, and going in? It's a Big Ten Network night game, 8 p.m. What do you think? You know, Ohio State handled them pretty well, but Michigan State's not Ohio State. So I think it's just something where Maryland's a dangerous team. Last year, they, they I think six or eight starters didn't play because of injury. So they would have had a better record than, than it showed last year. They're at home. It's literally a Michigan State. It's literally Maryland's hosting three different Michigan State teams. Soccer, men's soccer, football, and men's basketball is playing Navy, but they're right, in the right. state. I hear you. I but, hear you. you know, it, like this is like Maryland, this is like a weekend for Maryland to shine against Michigan State. Big and time. They want to take that opportunity to put a dent in the Michigan State season, the football team. And they're not a bad football team. Yeah, they're inconsistent. They, they give up a lot of points, and then they score a lot of points. Yeah. But... You know, I I think Michigan State has this one. I just don't think Maryland can pull it off. I will. I'll tell you what I know about Maryland in my limited exposure to them. You know, they did lose a game at home to West Virginia very early in the season. They did get crushed by teams like Ohio State. I think Ohio State and Wisconsin. And, and yeah, until we've seen Ohio State really is a great team. Now, Maryland is bowl eligible. They're six and three. So Randy Edsel's doing. If you can get a team to a bowl, hey, this is great. He has a chance to spring a big upset here. 
establish himself as a real player because he he did that thing with Penn State where we're you know adjacent states we're gonna be a rival and really Maryland had played oh, the Penn handshake. State. Yeah, because yeah. so, Penn State had a 35-1-1 one one record oh, yeah. in the head-to-head matchup. And they had not played in like 20 years or something. But that was bad sportsmanship. And then this guy, Stefan Diggs, I think is the name, mm-hmm. number one, he yes. he pushes a ref in the face. So he's suspended for this yes. game. This is a benefit for Michigan State. So what I'm looking at is Maryland really does have it. I, I just, I'm torn because I think Michigan State really is. I mean, I, it's hard for me to say... Yeah, that's their leading receiver stuff on Diggs. Yeah, and I'm just, it's hard for me to say that Michigan State isn't a good team. I just feel like Michigan State let people off the hook, lets people off the hook, and did it again. It should have been 24 14 over Ohio State. I'm never going to back off that claim. It, it, they had them, man. They did. And we let them off the hook. And so the thing is, Michigan State should go in there and work them. But Maryland's been playing well, so this is a tough one. So, do you want to make a guess on this one? The over under fifty eight and a half. I mean, I guess I'm expecting a high scoring game because other people are. I don't know what to think. I think they are. Maryland has to get in shootouts, as we saw with some other scores, yeah. with the exception of Ohio State and Wisconsin, who are very too good to have their defense stuff. They have their defense down. Uh huh. I think this can be a shootout just because I don't like this Michigan State defense. They picked Ohio State picked on Darian Hicks. I'm sure Maryland's going to try to do somewhat of that next week or this on Saturday. Kind of sucks Stefan Diggs is out, so they can't do that as well. But exactly. So I, I think Michigan State wins this game, but I don't. I I think twelve going into Maryland and being a twelve point favorite seems like a lot to okay. me. Okay. So what are you thinking? I'm thinking Michigan State wins this game, thirty-eight. 30 uh 38 28 I'll give him 10. Okay. That's a good score. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a victory but it doesn't cover. And um it does go over. Yes. And I agree with you there. First thing I'm going to say is I agree with you there. I think Michigan State is going to find a way to cover just all touchdowns. I you know, Geiger did get a second half touch uh field goal right to start to make it 28 24, but then Haas State went down and made it 35 24. But I just see six touchdowns. Let's run it at them. Let's be Michigan State. Let's pull it together. So I got 42-28. to 28. Michigan State wins and covers, and it goes over. And then it continues on because Michigan State gets to come home against Rutgers. That should be a, a, a winnable game. You know, I'm sure the weather's going to be horrible for that. And then Michigan State's got to go to Penn State. And what we learned, you know, Maryland's last victory a couple weeks ago because they had a bye week on Saturday was that 20-19 to 19 victory where they, they came against back. Penn State. Against Penn State. Penn State's not looking great, man. No, Penn State—they have no offense. If they had some of an right. offense, they'd be a lot. They better. were up ten seven on Indiana and kicked like a meaningless field goal because they were six and a half point favorites. And I was like, "Can you just get a touchdown and cover?" But no, <laughs> they're like, "We'll win thirteen seven. So that was unimpressive because that's Indiana with the freshman quarterback. So Penn State's looking really bad. I don't think Penn State's going to be too much of a worry for Michigan State if Michigan State doesn't go on some sort of downward spiral here. So I'm expecting Michigan State to cover 42-28, but, but we both agree it's going to go over. And uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to watching. I mean, it's a novelty factor of mm-hmm. seeing a Michigan State team playing in a new new stadium yeah. and in the Big Ten. So, okay, the big, big one is now, like I mentioned, with the college football playoff, Mississippi State still is number one, but Oregon jumped num- to number two. Number three team is Florida State, and they're not too happy about being in f- number four. Number three, and the number four team is Texas Christian. Now, Alabama's fifth, but Alabama has no reason for concern because Alabama's at home and they're hosting the Bulldogs of Mississippi State and Dak Prescott, who I think is in the Heisman lead. People are saying Mariota's in the lead, but here's what 
I'm saying if Prescott goes into Alabama and wins, he's going to get the Heisman Trophy because he's going to have knocked Alabama out of anything. It'll be the second loss because Ole Miss uh, beat Alabama. So Alabama, though, more than a touchdown favorite, minus eight, over under 52. It's a SEC game. It's a 3.30 start. And uh, so they got Vern, and uh, you know I made a a joke about it being uh, Vern last week, and I I, I, I love Vern, yeah. but that was a night game last week against LSU, so it's just intriguing. I mean, you've been you've been really pumping up Mississippi State from the get go, so the question I have for you is, are they going to keep it rolling, man? Is this their team? Are they the team of destiny? I think they're the team of destiny, but the thing that scares me is a close game with Kentucky, only beating them forty five thirty one, yeah. and then Arkansas. 17-10. But if you don't understand, Arkansas like, is a very good team. They're a Brett Bielema, well-coached team. Yeah, they've had some good victories this year. They season. have, and they've kept games close, and they've scared teams. They yeah. almost had Alabama a couple weeks ago Yeah, until the last quarter. So, you know, don't overlook only winning by a touchdown against Arkansas. Yeah. But they did play Tennessee Martin last week. They won 45-16, yeah, so that was kind of a break. Game. That's like a basketball exhibition game. Yeah. Like in the end of the season too, so it's a breather before Alabama. It's it intentional scheduling. It is a breather, you know. And they're still scoring a lot of points. Thirty nine point eight points for that's twelfth in the but country. That Alabama LSU game and LSU plays low scoring games at home. They do twenty to thirteen in overtime. Yes. So I mean, Alabama was on the road to LSU, so mm-hmm. you know that's a little different play. By the way, that was the only game I got right with uh, with the under, like the like where I got both sides of it, like and it took overtime for Alabama to score. It yes. might have been twenty three sixteen. I I don't know. All I'm mm-hmm. saying is the it stayed under. It was the funny that and it took overtime and yeah. they should have lost. I had a horrible horrible week. Yes, but this Pardon is an, it's an intriguing matchup with this team because Blake Sims is coming into his own. Yeah, Amari Cooper is very good. Yes. You can't deny T.J. Yeldon with a running back for Alabama, who's yep, very good. Very good. I think this game stays very close. And I do too. Alabama at minus eight seems like a lot to me. They're home, but I don't think I. I think this is a field goal game. Okay. And I'm gonna say. So who's gonna win? I'm gonna say this stays under the 52 as well. All right. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mississippi State pulls off the upset and Alabama. There are two losses. They're out of it. Okay. Or maybe not out of it fully. It's but bold, but we're talking about the number one team here. We are. Being an eight-point dog. We are. Yeah, especially 9-0 and other teams they played. So I'm going to say Mississippi State wins this game 28-24. I'll give them four points there. So they do it. I mean, that would be a victory there. It's less than eight, though. There's no way Bama wins. I, I mean, there, there could be, but that's a lot. I'm gonna put this like you said with with the Alabama, uh, with the Arkansas, seventeen ten in that range. I do think that this is Mississippi State's year. You convinced me. You saw the light early. I gotta give you credit. This is Mississippi State's year. This is Dak Prescott's coming out party, right now. He's gonna show because they're gonna play Ole Miss and beat them too. They are the team of destiny of 2014. So sorry, TCU in the in the Sugar Bowl. And sorry to uh, prob- probably Oregon in in the final game, and that'll be a hell of a game. Mississippi State, Oregon, mm-hmm. that'd be a defense hell of a game. against high power offense. Yeah, because and Florida State just hasn't impressed me. We're going to get to them next. Yeah, they may, they always have the ability to turn it on, so we'll see. But I'm going to say Mississippi State wins in a close game, and I'm going to say they win 17-14. So like I I agree with you, uh, Mississippi State will win. They're going to cover the eight, 
and they're going to keep it low. It's going to be a good one. You know what? I'm going to augment that to 20 to 17 just because I could see a lot, a, a few more scoring opportunities cashed in. Okay. So that gives, you know, two, two field goals, um, you know, added for Mississippi State on top yeah. of two touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, I think it's their year, and I cannot wait to watch. It's great because Michigan State starts at 8, so we're going to enjoy watching that at 3.30. Yes. It's perfect. Okay, here's another game that I'm not sure when it starts, but it's probably a night game. It's Florida, an 8 p.m. game. Okay, good. Florida State Seminoles, they're going in as only two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Miami-Florida Hurricanes, okay? And the Hurricanes are playing better and better each week, and they they have they really put up a lot of points against North Carolina and they're six and three. So they're bowl eligible. You know, they, they suffered an opening season loss to Louisville. They lost in Nebraska and they lost to Georgia tech, which they're not too happy about, but they have destroyed Cincinnati, Virginia tech and North Carolina in consecutive weeks. So it's just one of those questions. Now, is this, is this the week that Florida state comes out and says, look, we, we really are feeling bad. We, we feel slighted. We feel disrespected. How dare you? We, we level Miami, Florida, okay? Or is this the big upset? You know, is it is it like exposing Florida State as the 2013 champs that just didn't have it this year? So that's the question. What do you think on this one? Over under 62, Florida State favored by two and a half. This one's interesting because it can go either way, I feel like. Is Jameis Winston going to show up? He's thrown a lot of picks this year. And I, I think I've said it before. Everyone wants him yeah, to play football. I think he's a baseball player, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I, I just don't think he has what it takes to get to the next level and be a quarterback. He's a Plus winner, just, though. I'll say that. He is a winner. But there's a lot of distractions that come with it. That's the, that's the other thing, yeah. too. I think this can go either way. I don't know if Miami has what it takes to upset um, to upset Florida State, especially playing with such a young quarterback. I think they're playing with the freshman quarterback. Branding Brad Kaya, a freshman quarterback. Oh, yeah. And he's a good, he's been getting better he in has. the last three weeks. Yes, and they had Jake Heaps, who's been mm-hmm. everywhere since you know he came out of high school like three years ago. But I, I just don't think they have it. I think this Florida State team is too good. I'm going to say Florida State wins. I'm not going to say it's going to be the blowout. Okay, but I think they're definitely they're going to go over the two and a half that you know they're 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 favored. You got them by. covering. Yes, I have them covering. What do you think about that sixty-two? Because to me, and I'll I'll chime in. I mean, like I'm. I think it goes over the 62. Yeah. I just I, I just don't see Miami covering. I'll give my score first and yeah. complete. I got 47-37. So Florida State gives up some points, but they'll figure it out like they always do. Yeah. They'll 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 get their victory. Yeah. They'll move on. They're going to be undefeated this season. Yeah. So 47-37 is what I got. Yeah. And I'm going to say Florida State wins they're in again the 40s. Yeah. I'll I'll give them 45, I'll give them, they'll get 42 and tack on a field goal somewhere. Yeah. 40, uh, uh, 45, I'll be nice and be generous and give Miami 28, maybe 31, but I'll, I'll say 45, right. 28. Well, you have them winning by more than me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is just, Florida State's had enough of it. This is the game that, you know, it's a danger game, and they're going to just flex their muscles at some point here in the second half, pull away, kind of like Ohio State, you know, because Ohio State defeated Michigan State 49-37, but it was never in question. Yeah. Ohio State could do what they wanted, and I think Florida State's going to be able to do that to Miami, Florida. Yeah. So, all right, we got two more games in the college for Week 12 NCAA. We got an uh, interesting one, so we'll just go briefly here. This is a good one in the other side of the bracket, the Big Ten West. 
Nebraska, Wisconsin. So last week, Iowa got annihilated. That's a game I can't believe. Iowa was plus one on the road at Minnesota. We'll get to Minnesota in a second. Mid- uh, Iowa goes up 7 nothing and then proceeds to give up 51 consecutive points. They lose 51-14. So Iowa's out of it. Minnesota's still in it, but I'm pretty sure they're going to get beat uh, by uh, Ohio State this week. So this leaves Nebraska and Wisconsin. The game's in Madison, and Wisconsin's minus 6.5. Why? Because Amir Abdullah is probably not going to play. He might get some reps, but it's basically Tommy Armstrong Jr. and the receiving core. So his legs plus his ability to throw to a pretty decent... Uh, Kenny Bell. Kenny Bell. And and, and is Jordan Westerkamp one of the receivers? I'm trying to think. What Uh, team does he play for? Let me see here. I'm pretty sure he was on their team. I mean, that's just a name that that rings a bell to me. But anyway. It is. He's actually the really receiver, Jordan Westerkamp. 33 receptions, 600 yards, four TDs. The over-under 57, I can't imagine the weather being that great. So the weather's... I'm just thinking... It's going to be probably snowing there. Yeah. It's going to be windy. It's Wisconsin. So I'm thinking under November. 57. So I'm, I'm going to come out just quickly and say Wisconsin will win this game. Six and a half is tough because Nebraska's good. We see even when Nebraska felt, falls down below like they did 27-3 to to Michigan State, they came back and covered. So six and a half seems like a lot. I don't know. I mean, it, this is a very difficult decision. This is one I wouldn't... If I were, like, hypothetically on my app, I'm not going to put too much down on this one. But I am going to take Wisconsin to cover just because they have the home crowd. They've been looking good in recent weeks. Their running game, it's not, it's not just, you know, uh, Monty Ball, just kidding. It's uh, Melvin Gordon, the third, yes. and then he's got a good backup running back. So I think it stays under, first and foremost. I think Wisconsin can win by 10. I'm going to say 31-21. Wisconsin wins, and it stays under the 57. Okay. So what do you got? Well, just to reiterate, like you said, how Wisconsin's been rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat they since their loss to Northwestern, twenty to fourteen. Illinois, they beat Illinois by ten, thirty-eight, twenty-eight. They roll Maryland fifty-two seven. They roll Rutgers thirty-seven zero. That was at Rutgers, and then at Purdue they beat them thirty-four sixteen. So they've been beating teams handily by double digits. Mm-hmm. You know, at home. They're playing well. I mean, they did lose to Northwestern and yeah, Northwestern. And that's pretty bad because Northwestern's kind of falling off. Yes. And it's confusing. Northwestern is, I believe, three and six. And uh, I just, yeah. I don't know. They're, yeah, they're three and six. But anyway, go on. I but no, in Wisconsin, they hung around with LSU at the beginning of the season, which uh-huh. everyone thought LSU was going to be, you know, this great team of destiny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it turned out to be a little different. But I think overall, I think Wisconsin covers the six and a half. Yeah. They're at home. That stadium is very difficult to play in. The yeah. fans are great. They stick there. They stick out the game. They love it. They love the cold. They love the cold. They love their football. You yeah. know how the Packers fans are and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Wisconsin wins this game. I'm going to say it stays under the 57 just because of the weather. Yeah. I'm going to say Wisconsin wins 28, and I'll give Nebraska. 21, just over the six and a half. All right. So you got them covering with the under. So we agreed on that one. And uh, that's going to be a good one just to ch- check in on. I mean, I'm not a fan of they look the same, and I'm I'm not a huge fans of these teams, but I'll check same it out. Same colors and everything. Now here's a game that's a 12 noon start, so I'll just check it out as I eat a Jimmy John's or something like that. What this one is, it's just it's bittersweet because I don't like Ohio State. I don't like Urban Meyer. 
I do like JJ JJ Barrett and Joey Bosa, but I just don't like the fact that Ohio State's now back up at, on top of the Big Ten, and they with you know good reason they came here to East Lansing and they dethroned us. All right, they're thirteen and a half. Minnesota, like I just said, destroyed destroyed Iowa. It was fifty-one to seven at one point. I can't believe it. And this is a Minnesota team that lost to my Illini. The only reason I said that that would happen, I told you why it happened, I should say, is because I was so sure Illinois was going to get their butts handed to them. So, sorry, Minnesota. I, I, I karma'd you guys to a loss. Now, Ohio State, man, can you stop them, honestly? Can you see a team stopping them? I think with that winning against Michigan State, they're on a roll. Like, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. 56 and a half. They can't be stopped, man. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, I mean, Minnesota, their points against, they only give up 21.3, and that's 23rd overall in the country. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, but I, the, I mean, the best teams they've played are so far TCU. Everyone else is pretty yeah, bad. Spanked by TCU. Yeah, the 30 to 7. I mean, Middle Tennessee State, Eastern Illinois, Michigan, Northwestern, San Jose State, not very good teams. And the last three games they have to play. Ohio State at Nebraska at Wisconsin. Let's see what this Minnesota team is made of. Uh, I just don't think that that's a little deceptive for the points against stat. So, so what do you got for a score? Because Minnesota's getting thirteen and a half. It, it, it might even go up to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Over under is fifty six and a half. I, I personally see it going over. You like? Uh, I just I, think Ohio State can score and score and score in any type of. I game think so. they're going to cover Ohio State. Yeah. They're going to cover, and I'm going to say Ohio State wins this game, and it's going to go over the 56 and a yeah. half. Ohio State's going to win. I'm saying they, if they got to the 40s in Michigan, Michigan State, I think they can get yeah. to the 40s. I believe that. I the only thing is at Minnesota, yeah. and it's been yeah. snowing there, so that's been a little concern to me too. Yeah, but they do have a very good running game, it's as we saw. Noon. It, hopefully, they get that some sunshine in the afternoon. Yeah, I'll say Ohio State wins this one. I'll give him 42 and Minnesota 28. All right. We are very similar in a little bit. He pushed uh, three in each direction. I have 45-24. I have um, Ohio State winning by three touchdowns and uh, just rolling on. They're going to be in the in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis against Wisconsin, and that'll be a good game. Yeah. So it's something to look forward to. And I was making fun of Les Miles taking his team to the – Capital One Bowl, well, I think Mark D'Antonio is going to have to take his team to the Capital One Bowl this yep. year. I, I think Michigan State's not even in it for like one of the like old BCS-type bowls. And I know they mixed like the Peach Bowl and the Cotton Bowl in there for a selection, but I think Michigan State's on its way to the Capital One Bowl against Auburn. That's what Jerry Palm says, and I, I tend to think that he's right almost all the time. Yeah, and that's a scary thought against Auburn, to be honest with you, because Auburn can roll us. And if Michigan State loses to Maryland, that'll be the third loss of the season. Now we're going to start talking about a non-January 1st game. So lots of, lots at stake, and it's just just get the win. I mean, Brooks and I both – I mean, Brooks thinks that Michigan State will only win by 10. I think Michigan State will cover, but uh, they have to, have to, have to, have to, have to get the win. They can't, they can't let this season get away from them. Because if they lose this, there might be a loss at Penn State somehow. I don't know. But I believe in the team, honestly. Like, I just, I'm just angry that the field goal was missed. I I used to play chess a lot when I was younger. It When you play with a chess master like Urban Meyer, you need to stay one move ahead 
as far as you and we had that that fumble on the kickoff was us capturing a piece. I mean, two mistakes in a row. You have to you have to you have we, to get points. And on we essentially it. gave them a piece back. You did, and that stinks because it just happened. So that wraps up our analysis of uh, predictions coming up here for NCAA Week Twelve. There are some good games in NFL Week Eleven. I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 one of the best ones that we've had in quite some time. And the first game I want to talk about is it's amazing. Because we're here in Detroit, and those Lions, they they do not give up. And we saw it again. They were down 16-13 to Miami. Miami got a late field goal. Stafford took them down the field, and a nice sidearm pass to Riddick, I think it was. No, no, 25. Who's 25? Oh, Bell. Uh, I mean, Bush. No? Okay, fine. I can't remember who it was. That's Reggie Bush. I think Riddick caught it, though. Yeah, Riddick did catch he it did. then. And it was a great pass. And it was just a leisurely toss that Stafford does. So... He's now three times in a row brought his team back. And when you do that three times in a row, that means that you are a winner and you're figuring it out. Now, they're going to have to go play a 4 p.m. game in the West Coast against the Arizona Cardinals, who are 8-1 and one and and have to be ranked by rankings, not that rankings matter in pro, as the number one team in the NFL right now because they're 8-1. Eight, eight and one. And they suffered a devastating loss last week. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer went down with a knee injury in the fourth quarter. For his ACL. Yep. So Michigan State's quarterback, Drew Stanton, stepped in. But it was really the defense because the defense scored 14 points on, on, a, on a fumble and an interception return. So they won and covered against uh, the Rams when they were not. So they're 8-1. Detroit's 7-2. Over-under's 41.5. It's a very low over-under. So the question I have is, I mean... It's always time for Detroit to make a statement. It's almost always a must-win. This is an opportunity now. Playing Drew Stanton, yeah, it's going to be a tough crowd. Yes, Arizona has a great defense, and that's why I think I like this game to stay under. But the question is, I mean, the two points, that's right. Your, that's your home field three points, basically, for NFL. So even Steven Game, question Brooks, can the Lions go in there and win this game? I don't think so. I think Arizona's too good. Just too good on they're, defense. They're huh? good. They're good defense. They're there. And I think the Lions are going to. I think this is probably one of the better defensive teams they probably are going to run into. Yeah. In this season. And I don't think anyone thought Arizona was going to be this good. Yeah, they're they're good on they're good on rush pass rushes. They they've the we all knew Peterson. they had a good defensive team. Yeah, we I, did. I we we didn't know what their offense their team. was going to be. Like, I mean, though. they're doing well. They got Honey Badger. So uh, Patrick Peterson, yeah, very Peterson, good. Yep, I mean, two LSU guys. Yeah, they're playing good ball now. So why don't you give me a score then? Arizona minus two, over under forty one and a half. It's indoors. It's in the desert. I just have a feeling Arizona is going to cover this one. I think they win by a touchdown. Okay. And I think Arizona wins this game in a very, I guess, low scoring ish game. Okay. Twenty one fourteen. All right. And. I agree with the under, but I think Detroit has figured something out. And they're not, I'm not saying Detroit's on, on the cusp of a magical season, but I can tell you, being here in, in East Lansing, they're making their fans proud, and they're making their fans feel happy for the first time. And I do respect Jim Caldwell as a coach. I think he is a nice presence over the team. And he's figured out with Stafford. Stafford's mechanics have always been bad, but somehow he's figured out with Matthew Stafford how to become a winner, how to yeah. throw, and how to play better. I agree. There, there's some toughness to the lines that I really that I like, and I admire a team that can come back three three weeks in a row for three important victories. And Miami was playing spectacularly coming in. They mm-hmm. just won thirty-seven nothing, and they had them they had them dead. But Stafford took them down the field. 
you know, and 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 Calvin Johnson's back in there, Golden Tate's in there, and now look who who does he throw? He throws a touchdown pass to Theo Riddick, who's you know along with Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. he'd be the third running back. He catches a winner. So great job. I'm gonna say Detroit does win the game. I'm gonna say it's very low scoring, but Detroit does what Detroit does. So Detroit wins. 22-16, just in a perfect repeat of last week, and maybe it takes a maybe it takes a last second a win, but uh, you know they're dogs this time, and I just think Detroit's got a great D, and I think they're going to go to eight and two and then be tied, and I it's going to be tough for me to say they're the number one team. I look at teams like Green Bay and how great Green Bay is playing. I think Seattle started to turn on. We're going to talk about Seattle in a second here. But uh, just for Detroit fans' sake, they're really making it a fun season for their fans, and that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I respect Detroit. This game I put on, we can talk briefly, it's an intriguing game because Philly's going in with Mark Sanchez, who looked amazing, but I think Carolina's just terrible. Carolina Panthers have fallen off. They Carolina got, or Green Bay? Well, I want to talk about Carolina from okay. Monday night because okay, Carolina, right. yeah, true. Cam Newton was terrible. Cam Newton, yeah, I did. I watched the game. And it ended up 45-21, and Sanchez could do whatever he wanted. He was throwing to a guy like Jacob Matthews or something from from Vanderbilt and just looking great. So great protection, no pass rush for for Carolina. So this is why Philly's winning without Nick Foles. Now, Philly goes in as six-point underdogs. Green Bay's favored by six at home. It's in Lambeau. It's a 4 p.m. start. And Aaron Rodgers threw six touchdown passes against the Bears. And then they basically pulled the, you know, said, okay, that's enough. Go ahead, Matt Flynn. That's it. Yeah, you've had enough. Congratulations. So over under fifty five, I love Philly games going over. So I just got I'm gonna come out and say Green Bay wins but does not cover because I I have respect. I think Philly's a pretty good team, man. These are two of the best teams in the in the NFC, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Even and I think Sanchez is a product of of Chip Kelly's system. He's good. You give you give Mark Sanchez protection, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I think he's very he's very undervalued. Yeah. I've said this ever since he played at USC. I think he's a good quarterback. He just played in an awful, god awful system in, in the Jets. In the Jets, he had every year it was changing constantly offensively. He had bad protection on the offensive bad line. Bad protection, and he didn't have any wide receivers to throw to. Like it was constant change. Like Santana Holmes isn't That's terrible. A, so I was and Braylon Edwards say. is all right, but yeah. like th- that was past when they had they had some of their good seasons. What earlier Sanchez in the career. does as his habit and his his style is that he winds up and does a full pump fake, pulls mm. it down, and then he finds a receiver. Mm. If you do not have time, that pump fake means you're getting hit and fumbling. Yes, I Carolina wasn't even close to him. Now Green Bay is going to give him some trouble, but. I, I really do like the way Philly's playing. The 55, it shouldn't be that tough to hit. I think Green Bay can get to 34. So I'm going to say Green Bay wins this game. Let me type this in here. Green Bay gets 34. Philly stays within the six. So I'm going to say 34-30 in a high-scoring game. But uh, it, sh- it should be enjoyable. And it's a 4 p.m. game, and I'm looking forward to it. So I say Green Bay 34-30. Okay. I think Philadelphia goes into Green Bay and upsets them. Wow. That would be great for their fans. They will love Sanchez if they, he does that. Yes, and like and like I've said, Sanchez was undervalued in New York. I think everyone really undervalued undervalued Sanchez's talent. Uh-huh. I liked him at USC. Oh yeah, he was a good quarterback. You just need to give him a little something around him, and he can produce. And he's done well. I think he actually runs this system a little bit better than Nick Foles. 
It's a good system if it's working for Foles. Foles had seven touchdowns in a game last yeah. year. Yeah, and Foles is not – he's an athlete, but he's not the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But I think Philadelphia can go in there, and I think mm-hmm. they can win. All right. But I th- I think they've, been, they've beaten him by a field goal. Okay, so do you think it's going to go over under the 55? I think it'll go over the 55. All right, so what do you got for score? I'm going to say – Philadelphia goes in there, and they and this isn't a very good Green Bay Packer defense. It hasn't been for the past couple of years. Okay. I'm going to say they can put up 35, and I'm going to say Green Bay gets 28. Oh, wait, I said less than a field goal. Just kidding. So let's do 35. Give them 32. What do you want? 32, yeah. I mean, might as well. All right. I could see this. I mean, we both like it going over. I think Green Bay is going to win. I, I really think Green – I almost feel like Green Bay can go to the Super Bowl. I really do. There's something about Aaron Rodgers. He's looking great. To Jordy Nelson. Offensively, no question. Defensively, yeah. okay. there's the question. Fair enough. And they did. They get exposed defensively when they lost to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here's – we just mandatorily have to talk about it. So because of the Peyton Manning factor that used to play for Indianapolis, now Andrew Luck is great quarterback, up-and-comer. But Tom Brady has to be on as much as possible. So now instead of Tom Brady playing Peyton Manning, who's now in the Broncos – now Tom Brady gets to play Peyton Manning's old team, the Colts, with luck. So you got, you know, new versus old. And New England's going in as underdogs. The Colts are minus three at home. The Colts are coming off a Monday night victory. They had a bye week last week. But they come off a destruction of the Giants. They just annihilated the Giants on the road. And Indianapolis is going to be in the Dome Facing off against Tom Brady, the over is 57, so they're expecting some stuff. So what do you think about this game? This one's an interesting one because Indianapolis plays well in the Dome. Yeah. But New England's on fire. Big time. They are on – Brady's found it. Gronkowski's, Gronkowski's back. He is a like, huge factor. I just – New England's on a run. I just – I think New England wins this one. And I think it's at least by a touchdown because they, they've just – they've found it. They've – somehow Brady – with mediocre yeah. talent, does it every year, and that's the sign of a well, patient. He's got Gronkowski. That's the thing. I mean, yes. he can build around. Gronk. And Vereen has been running well, and he can. Mm-hmm. They throw to Vereen, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's been going well for them. So I'm 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 saying yeah, they're seven and two. The Colts are six and three. Yes, it's I mean it's a close match. Patriots are going to win their division. Yeah, I just I I mean I, I'm with you like. It, it, they are playing great. I mean, they put 51 points up against the Bears. As we learned, Eastern Michigan could probably put 51 per, points up against the Bears. Yes. But, and then they they really shellacked the the uh, Denver Broncos. They did. I mean, that's and an a good win. scoring high-powered offense. Yeah, they beat them 43-21. Yeah. They had a bye last week to prepare for this. So that does make, it's a rational claim that you're making. So... Why don't you give me a score? New England wins then. Yeah, I, I think New England wins this game. I'm going to say they get 28, and I'll say Andrew Luck and the Colts get 21. All right, so you got it staying under. I think the game's going to go over the 57 points because it's in the Dome, in the Lucas Oil Stadium. And I do think that Indianapolis is going to win this game. I, I It's not saying that New England's not great. But it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be a rocks affair. The thing about New England is they went to Kansas City earlier in the season got shellacked. They got smashed by the Chiefs. So it's a possibility that this could happen again because it's a night game. So I'm going to say Indianapolis wins. They put up 35. New England puts up 31. So they cover by one, and the game goes over. 
So I'm going to say Indy 35-31. I think it's going to be a really enjoyable game to watch. Yeah. So this is a good, 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 good night. Yes. Now, the only 1 p.m. game, and I put it last because uh, just I, I thought the other games were more compelling, but this will be the last game we talk about on this week's Walk the Line. Seattle Seahawks coming in off a nice victory where the Giants had a lead, but Marshawn Lynch went beast mode and ran for four touchdowns, and the Seahawks won by, I think, about three touchdowns, 17 points, three touchdowns. Now, the Chiefs were trailing. They only had three points on the board. They were down 13-3, and they played one of the I watched it, the fourth quarter. They played one of the best fourth quarters I've ever seen the Chiefs play. Their defense was just stought. They held. They got turnovers. People said bumbling bills, but no. KC was the ones who were forcing those turnovers. And then Jamal Charles had a 39-yard run on a fourth down where they did that kind of wiggle in, and then they just flip it out, and he ran with his speed. Then Alex Smith played Colin Kaepernick and did a read option and ran for an eight-yard touchdown to put them up 17-13, and then the defense held. So the Chiefs are a pretty good team. This is six out of seven victories. Okay, they started one and two. Now they're six and three. All right, Seattle six and three as well. You know, after that loss to uh, Dallas, they haven't looked great, but they're getting better. Now they're this game, one p.m. Eastern, but it's local time, twelve noon. Seattle's got it. That's basically ten a.m. Seattle time, and it's in a tough place to play because the Chiefs are playing well. That means the fans are going to be there. Yeah, Arrowhead's so, not an easy place no. to play. No, so KC minus two over unders kind of low, forty two and a half, because Chiefs games could stay under like their Buffalo seventeen thirteen game that just happened. So I gotta say, I like the Chiefs. They're I call them my Chiefs. They're my favorite team. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. And it's it's not a statement. Just like New England losing to Indianapolis, I don't think it's a wrecker. But, you know, Seattle does need victories. They it, This is going to be their fourth loss if they lose this. But I think KC does it, man. I really do. I think KC does it. I think KC wins a game 23-20. to 20. So, you know, it's just right on that cusp. I don't know, uh, over, under, whatever. But I'm going to say it does go over by a half point in case he wins 23-20, to 20, and that would make me very happy. And I have friends in Seattle, so it would be tough for them. But KC, this is a team that has some talent, man, and a good defense. So Yeah, I, since Andy Reid's come in, I, that West Coast offense they run, Alex Smith is another guy that's been very under undervalued. Alex Smith has, like Mark Sanchez, he has to have be fit in the right system. It never worked in San Francisco. You know, then he, he finds his way to Kansas City, gets the starting job. It's worked, man. Like, and he's not flashy. He's not flashy. He's he gets it done, right. and that's all you need in the NFL. Is he gets to it get, done. You need like, you said, yeah. like like he scrambled for the game winning run. Yeah, and he can run. He ran when he was at Utah with Meyer. Pulled the stat. They played nine games already, and they have zero touchdowns to wide receivers. So Dwayne Bow, who's great, and he'll yes. catch you a third and eighteen. He'll get you nineteen. Mm-hmm. But he, they have no touchdown passes to wide receivers. And that's just a reflection of their offense. They're grinded out. Andy Reid, let's punch it up to the one. Jamal Charles gets a lot of carries, and, and he takes a lot of First meetings. and goal from the two, it, it might take till third or fourth and goal, but they're getting in the end zone. Yes. And they this guy, Cairo, Cairo Sanchez, Cairo Sanchez, he's a good kicker. He took over for Ryan Suckup. So, I mean, Casey, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. But it could go either way. So these these last few games... All four of these that we talked about, it's not like these are not bet the bet the house. 
These no. are tough, close games. No, they aren't. They're just interesting games. They aren't. So I'm gonna I'll make my pick here. Okay. Kansas City's at home. Yeah. I, it's an advantage for them. Big. It's like going to play the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah. Like the they're two Loud, great disruptive. fan base. Yes. Yes. I I think Kansas City wins this game. I cool. I just think Seattle they they just don't have that. They're not they're not Seattle of last year. You know. And it, we'll see because. They might show us, like they showed the Giants, that they are hard-nosed. And Lynch can bust out 7- to 12-yard runs when he wants to and get in the end zone anytime he wants to. I just think there's too much controversy after the Percy Harvin stuff and whatever this thing of, like, Russell Wilson's not black enough. I don't know what that even means. They kind of squashed that. but They have. But there's just – once controversy starts, it sticks around like bad – like after you're, like – you know, someone smoking I mean, by it just sticks around. I'll on admit, your my pick is wishful thinking on my part, but but because I'm just saying, KC might you know win by three at home. So yeah, but, but what do you got? So you have KC winning. Yeah, I think they're going to stay under. So under the forty two and a half. Okay, I have Kansas City winning by a touchdown. Wow. Okay. I'll give Kansas City twenty one, and I'll say Seattle puts up fourteen. All right. So that goes to thirty five. Yeah. I mean. At least this is interesting. We're seeing, and this week's good because all these teams that we talked about have winning records. You know, especially when you're talking about seven and two Detroit facing eight and one Arizona. You know, so this is these are the good games. This is a good good NFL week, and um, go college has a has its share. I I just uh, you know, last week was such a heartbreaker. I mean, I talked a lot of smack, which is what I do, and it just it. It made me look like a fool because I was wrong about a lot of things. And I think these teams that lost, they blew it, man. The the Utah guy, no, you can't the, drop the, the ball. But the one that really upset me is when I, I watched it was, was Auburn. Oh. Auburn had Auburn could have had that in the bag, but they fumbled. Right. You know, they they gave they gave Texas A and M that they game. They did, and they couldn't stop the run early in the game and the pass. I mean they let Texas A&M could break up. Four TDs wanted. in the first half. Yeah, Allen. and then and then they'd get to about the twelve yard line, and he'd do you know Texas A&M. They spread you out, and then they run slants over there, and he's a pinpoint bullet passes. So, but that was embarrassing. That was worse. I consider that game worse than what happened to Michigan State. And that gets a lot of respect for Kevin Sumlin. That that shows that that guy can coach quarterbacks. Yes. Holy McGold. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. This is the third guy, and like you said, high recruit. But that's a going in. To Auburn and beating the number three team. Yeah. After you know the stuff they went through, they lost fifty nine nothing to Alabama, and that meant that Kenny Hill was causing problems. Yes. I, Kenny Hill ain't getting the starting job back. No, he isn't. No. Not after that performance. Nope. Not and now. Yeah. So that's interesting. Michigan State needs to regroup. They need to say, guys, it happened. And I, I, I was gonna say happens because it does. But they can't say "woe is me" and have a pity party. They got to get over it. They got to come out and dominate. They got to show the defense needs to figure it out. And Ohio State really is good. We're going to see them light up Minnesota. I'm pretty certain that's going to happen. Yes. So, but uh, you know, if Michigan State gets the win, they'll be at eight and two. Rutgers will come in nine and two. Go to Penn State ten and two, and then go to the Capital One Bowl play Auburn. Yes. So and you know. I'm not going to Orlando, Tampa, wherever it is, Tampa. I'll just watch at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I can't be mad at Michigan State for going 10-2. and two. No, and I think a 10-win 10 10 win season is still respectable. Very. 
It's a, just, a lot of teams don't get the ten wins. Just it's consistency. A, I'm fine. Could have been, would have been, should have been. Just hurts, man. I know. I'm fine with everyone. Everyone probably says, "Oh, you dog Michigan State because they're not consistent." Well, yeah, they're not consistent in the the way they play every year. Like one year they win eleven, next year they win ten. One year they win twelve, next you. year. You know, the between the twelve and ten. There needs to be consistent 11, 11, 11, and then 12. You know, there needs to be I more hear that. You. I mean, it's great. But 10 wins is 10 good. out of 12 is fantastic. Yes. It's just Michigan State had it and let it off, let it off the hook. They We 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 did not win the chess game, and you, it's because a kicker couldn't make a kick. Yeah. And he's done it a few times this season now. You know, and this comes with – it's a learning experience for these guys. This, yeah. this program, I think, with the way Michigan has gone – how they've been on the on the down. This is an experience for this Michigan State football program because it's always been Michigan, 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 Ohio State in the Big Ten. Michigan State hasn't been on top for years and years uh, and true. years since the '60s, basically. Yes. And, and I just said that thing on the kicker. I mean, like, and then the defense was not able to hold. I mean, I'm just saying the morale was shattered. So you you have to play as a team that keeps getting better. And Ohio State just kept getting better the course of the game. I haven't seen Michigan State play wonderful yet. Yeah, and they, I they think there's a wonderful team me. there. I just we haven't seen it. So, yeah. not trying to say that I am having any ounce less of fun. It's just a little emotionally distressing. My self esteem is down. I don't feel very good. There was a lot of Ohio State fans here leaving town happy on Saturday and and honking horns in the morning on Sunday, and it breaks my heart because I was at the Oregon game and I feel like there was a chance for greatness. Didn't happen. I was at the Ohio State game definite chance for greatness didn't happen and it just feels feels a little bad because not very many teams get the opportunities that Michigan State set up for itself this season and I mean man that's a difference between champions and losers I know it's you know, tough it's like that's that's a tough thing to say but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Michigan State's levels, losers they're right. not losers but that's between winning a championship and going to a, to a game in Florida. How much we need to respect and and cherish what happened in 2013 yes. with the Rose Bowl victory. You yes. Know? Because now even Stanford's falling apart this season. Yes, they're not having a great season. So, anyway. Well, cool. Well, I think that wraps up Walk the Line here for this week. This was NCAA Week 12 and NFL Week 11. These games are going to be played on Saturday, November 15th and Sunday, November 16th. And uh, as people know, here in East Lansing, it's getting cold. There's uh, flakes or whatever you want to call ice, snow falling. Flurries. Flurries are happening. It's time to get winter coats. So, you know, here we go. We're into that part of the season where it's like the tough teams are going to survive and uh, these games are going to be struggles. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's college. I I am interested to see how it pans out as as it stands. I'm not too thrilled about the college football top four, and it would be even worse if Ohio State can get in there and watch it happen. But uh, oh well, what could have been? We dreamt for a while. I dreamt about being on Bourbon Street for the Sugar Bowl. I mean, that's what's fun to think about what could have been, should have been. But you know, it's still going to be fun to watch Michigan State play what most likely will be a January first, 2015 bowl game, and you know. It is what it is. We can make our own Bourbon Street in East Lansing. I I I do that quite often, a few times a week. <laughs> so, all right, that's Brooks Lambeer. I'm Dan Cryer. This is uh, Impact Sports here at Michigan State University, 88.9 88. WDBM. 
Uh, we always love coming in here, and we enjoy uh, you know hearing from the people who listen to us. Uh, we're always happy. It's a joy of the week to come in here and do this. So uh, I hope everybody had a good week, and uh, you know, bared with that uh, loss. And let's look forward to having a good weekend, as a good safe weekend, and then we'll be back in here to discuss things for next week. So everybody, uh, you take care, and we will talk to you next week. Take care.